Welcome you guys to the very first episode of Own Woman. My name is Elena Narcisse Dandridge and I'll be your host. I am so excited about this podcast because it's something that one of my close friends uh, told me that I should do and I just kind of at first sat on the idea. I finally decided that I would stop procrastinating and just record the first episode and so here we are. What you will hear in this first episode is me giving you guys the background of where Own Woman came from, what it means to me, and I just want to start off by going into um, the story of how it all happened. So I just had finished up my first semester of my last year of college. This was back in December 2015. I had made a huge decision to sublease my apartment because I had two dilemmas. One of the dilemmas being that earlier that semester, I had applied for an internship at the White House. And so I had been going through background checks and different things that they required me to do in this process, as well as uh, my second dilemma being that my mother had been in and out of the hospital majority of the year, and um, she had been in a rehabilitation area of the hospital, and they were expecting for her to make a full recovery in order to be able to come home in December. So I decided that uh, regardless of whether I got the White House internship and my, or my mom got released from the hospital, that I would get rid of my apartment because in the back of my mind, I was thinking that even if I don't get the internship, I could still be at home helping my mom out. Her siblings had offered to help out um, whenever she was released from the hospital, but I felt like that really wasn't their responsibility. I'm completely able to be at home occasionally to help my mom if she needed anything. And the best way to do that is to get rid of my apartment. And I had packed up everything and I was heading back home. That night, I called one of my family members to just kind of like recap everything. You know, like, hey, yeah, you know, they were asking about what was happening with me. And I told them that I had found someone who could take over my sublease. And I had packed up everything and I was heading back home. And this person is like, why did you do that? Like, why would you get rid of your apartment? Like, um, you know that you and your mom are going to probably be into it. You know, you're not going to want to uh, be moving back home to not have as much freedom. And, you know, this person is kind of just blabbing, blah, 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 blabbing on and on and on about all the realistic outcomes that could come from me moving back home, which are things that I had actually already thought about before I ever signed over the lease of my apartment. I thought like, okay, since I've been in college, I've always had my, my own space or had roommates. And so now I've made this decision to move back home, lose that freedom. And I know in the back of my mind that I might have some resentment for losing some of my freedom. Um, that I once had but I knew that I was making the best decision for me because it was something that I felt like God had placed on my heart to do that God had given me the faith to just let it go just let it go that whatever the outcome would be it would be a good one so this person made me so upset I got off the phone with them and so I called my mom after and I'm just like mom guess what so-and-so said so-and-so so-and-so said that they didn't approve of me, you know, doing this. They didn't agree. They're like, you know, whatever I said to my mom. And, like, my mom was, like, so chill. So chill and said to me, Elena, you're grown now. Do what you want to do. And uh, that was one part of the advice. You know, you grown. You make decisions on your own. But the biggest thing that I took away from our conversation that night was, Elena, you have to be your own woman and live for you. 
And you guys, when I say my mom said this to me, it just spoke to me because I was 21 at the time. I had never, ever, ever, ever heard my mom tell me that I was grown and to do what I had to do for myself. Like this was the confirmation that I needed for my entire life to just let me know that I am woman enough to make decisions on my own. I am woman enough to live for me and know that whatever I do in my life is good enough for me and that I would have to live with those decisions. And so I think it was just the perfect um, advice that my mom could have given me for then as well as something that I live by today. My mom has since passed away and um, I just carry that advice that she gave me throughout my life because that is exactly what I'm trying to be is my own woman, but not just my own woman by myself. I'm not just trying to be grown and I don't care about other people's thoughts and things like that. No, that's not the case. I'm being my own woman through Christ. I'm letting every decision that I make be faith driven. I'm letting it be led by the Holy Spirit, every decision that I'm making. And I look back on that journey. I felt so troubled that there was someone that I loved and cared about so much. And for them not to agree with the decision I made, it really hurt. It really hurt my feelings. Um, But I now in hindsight, I I see that there are going to be a lot of decisions that I make in my life that are going to be hard, that other people aren't going to agree with. But I have to know that the decision that I make is not just only because it's good for me, but it's because the Lord led me to be in that place or uh, to make that decision at that time in that place. And so I am being my own woman by knowing that I can make decisions for myself. I'm being my own woman through knowing that everything that I do, God is leading me to do. I'm also being my own woman and um, loving myself. Uh, I do a lot of things by myself. Like I live in Houston, Texas. So you guys know Houston is like a major city. It's um, I think the fourth largest city in the country. And it's really big, you know. So a lot of this of living here, I've been living here almost two years. Um, At the end of September, it will be two years that I've been living in Houston. And a lot of those time I've been to myself like God has allowed me to be by myself to be in a place where sometimes I'm not so comfortable I'm challenged in this season of my life of of being here in Houston by myself I only have one family member here and that's my first cousin I'm here and I occasionally see her and hang out with her family but I don't have any friends that I've already kind of established um, from college or anything that live here I kind of had to start over with the help of my sister with people that she knew from um, law school and um, from undergraduate. Uh, I kind of, you know, depended on a few of those people when I first moved here. And now that I've been here almost two years, it's kind of been like having to be my own woman and to fend for myself out here in a city that um, is very new and unfamiliar to me. So loving myself spending a lot of time with myself, kind of dating myself. Um, I try to do at least one activity by myself each week. And it just naturally happens. This is something that I've been doing since undergrad. I've been either taking myself out on a date or I'll go get my nails done to the movies or something. And it's all a process of being my own woman because I feel like to me, how can I be the person that I want to be for someone else if I don't know myself like 
how can I date a guy and tell him what I like if I don't know? For example, if I never had taken a ferry to the Statue of Liberty, I would have known that I don't like boats. I don't like the feeling of being on a boat because I get motion sickness. I went to New York for the first time by myself um, shortly after I finished up my White House internship. I came back um, to the East Coast and I took a ferry to the Statue of Liberty and y'all, I got so sick. But that was a moment of self-discovery. I felt like, you know, I also feel like being my own woman is a part of self-discovery. So this was discovering what I like and what I don't like. And um, I feel like, you know, any single woman, and regardless if you're single or not single, I feel like you should always try to spend some time with yourself. And this is like a my process of me being my own woman where I can stand alone. You know, not only am I able to make decisions on my own, I'm also able to be by myself. Like, I currently live by myself in the city. I don't have any roommates. So after I graduated from college, like, I was like, I'm over the roommate thing. There was a period where I moved back home for seven months in the uh, midst of trying to find a job. And I was thinking like, yeah, I'm probably never living with anyone else again other than my future husband. And so it just let me know, um, you know, during these different times in my life, like I've discovered the type of woman that I want to be. And I know that I want to be a very independent woman. Uh, That's something that I worked on last year was self-sufficiency. So when I first moved to Houston, I took a job um, that wasn't really my ideal job. It was in higher ed, which is what I had a lot of experience doing in undergrad. I worked in the Dean of Students, uh, College of Liberal Arts, and so I've had different little roles where I was working in higher ed. So it just naturally worked out where my first job after college was at a university, and it was like the ideal situation for me to jump into from having zero job to getting a job and having a good supervisor um, that I knew I could learn from. But accepting this job required me to be very uncomfortable. Like the living situation that I had, I literally was making so little pay that I couldn't even afford my rent with all of my check combined for the entire month. Um, I still didn't have enough money to cover my rent and I also didn't have any money for any other bills. So my family, my dad and my sister, they stepped in and they uh, helped me pay my rent. And I was very uncomfortable because as a young woman, Uh, who is just starting her career off, the very last thing you want to be doing is still being so dependent on other people. And so one of my biggest goals last year was becoming self-sufficient. My dad decided um, at the beginning of last year that he would no longer return to his job. Like, I was just like, oh, I feel so bad. Like, my dad's still having to help me pay my rent. Like, I need to hurry up and make some moves and make something shake. Like, I need to get either a new job or see if I can get a raise, which I know I'm probably not going to get a raise. I haven't been at this job a year yet. So I was like, started applying for different jobs. And I came across this job, which is at another university um, in communications and a lot more pay. And I ended up getting the job and um, literally... A month after getting that job, like my dad and my sister, they completely stopped paying for my bills. And now I can say that I am 95% self-sufficient. Um, the only thing my dad pays for currently is my car insurance. 
and the occasional Uber trips that I uh, leave on his credit card. <laughs> but don't tell him about it. Um, so I, I needed that experience though for me, you know, to know that I really am becoming my own woman because if I was still a little girl, little girl Elena didn't mind for someone to take care of her, didn't mind to be putting the burden on somebody else as long as I get to keep my money and get to do what I want to do. But as a grown woman, I don't want anyone taking care of me. I don't want my future husband take, having to feel the need of taking care of me like I am. Like my mama said, I'm my own woman and I want to be able to produce money for myself to be able to feed myself because you just never know anything can happen where um, you know things can just come up like you know I was not expecting my dad to just up and leave his job after 30 years he just decided you know he didn't want to work anymore he was tired of it and that just changed my whole um, trajectory of like okay I got to change that just made me change my whole mindset like I got to make something shake I got to do some things for myself because I can't be dependent on anyone else I can't be in this awkward situation where I think okay I have some sense of stability and then someone's finance change and now I got to change my whole job which you know I like everybody that I worked with and you know now I'm grateful for the job that I do have because I like the people that I work with now and you know I like the work that I'm doing so everything worked out great because this is something that God had put on my heart you know I was spiritually driven that uh it's time for me to make some moves and get out here and get me a new job so I can be able to support myself and it's like you know these last few years have been challenging like I said I was in an uncomfortable position there have been some times where I just didn't know if the decision that I was making was the right decision, even after I prayed a million and gazillion times about it. But even then, you know, that flesh, that flesh will have you thinking like, I don't have what it takes to make it. But I know that, you know, I, tr I trust in God that whatever this journey is of being my own woman, that I trust that God will direct my path to guide me when I can't see my way through situations. I don't want to make this first episode too long, but I did just want to tell you guys, how did I come up with the name of own woman, what it means to me, just in some examples of how I'm trying to be my own woman by making decisions for myself, trusting my gut, um, being an independent woman and everything I do, I want to make sure that God is wrapped up in it. So you guys, I'm just going to warn you, you guys probably going to hear me talk about God, talk about the Bible, talk about different things a lot. So just get prepared for that because that is who I am as being my own woman. I am a Christian woman. So you will hear that often. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening to this first episode. Be sure to subscribe um, to this um, podcast. And if you haven't already, check out my blog. It is www.elenanarciss.com. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at Elena Narciss. I would love to connect with you guys. Let me know your thoughts about this first episode. Let me know what you want to hear for future episodes. And I look forward to talking to you all very, very, very soon. Thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.